Welcome to the From the Terraces podcast. It's been a brilliant week for us in terms of football because lots of stupid things have happened. We're spoilt for choice when it comes to content, so it's might be a bit of a jam-packed show or a very giddy show, but, you know, that's what we want, isn't it? So let's uh, let's strap ourselves in. I'm Roy Fallow, joined, as always, by Matthew Keelan. Hello. Hi. How are we? We're all right, aren't we, Matthew? The FA Cup's on the horizon. That's always fun, despite you know the current state of football. And like I was saying at the, at the in the intro, there, there's been plenty of stupid things happening as well, which is good for us. Well, not for me. I, you know, I'm, I I just like a a nice boring mundane football game. You're like a nil-nil draw, like uh, with like loads of like where both teams are really well organised and yeah. um, you know, lots of good defending. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the ideologically correct result. Anything anything been going on in your life this week, Matthew? In lockdown life? Um, no, not really. I've uh, been at work, which has been all right actually. Uh, yeah, that's nice. What is it? No, that's it. Really, Friday. Dogs running about and that. Oh it? well, it's nice, about, it's nice that you don't have any. Nice that you don't have any complaints. You're not fuming about anything. Um, can't think. No, I don't think well, I am. The excellent, machine, excellent. The That's what we like to. Uh, still working. Uh, <laughs> oh, now, I have. No, now. I have. Me, um, so me coffee machine, my barista one, not mm-hmm. the Dolce Gusto one. Other brands are available. Um, <laughs> the the milk frother has stopped working on it. Like the steamer. Mm. I is, mean, that's yeah, that's but, annoying. Well, it's it, well, it's really problematic because it's quite big the coffee machine, and I'm like, I can deal with it because it's like an all-in-one sort of thing. So I'm not going to keep it just for the coffee bit because it takes up loads of room. So it's going in the bin. <laughs> it's going in the bin because one part of it well, malfunctioned. Well, there's only two parts on it, so fifty percent of it is broken. Fifty percent. Like to be fair, fair it's enough. not as if it's like you know a multi-tool and the corkscrews come off. You'd be like, well... A Swiss, you know, a, a Swiss army knife and the magnifying glasses. Yeah, you'd be like, well, you know, I've still got the knives and the scissors and that, and like the little bit the thing helps you with fishing. Like, <laughs> 50% of it is broken, so if anyone wants a 50% working coffee machine, then do give me a shout, and I'll uh, leave it outside my house and won't tell you where I live. Yeah, just wander around the, the SR6 postcode region and look for a coffee machine. And if yeah, you find it, it's part, part... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> one in the bathroom, we've got no use for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is annoying that the milk part's broke. But I would say that's... Obviously, if you wanted one half of it to break, that would be the point. You That would be the part you wanted to break, well, surely. I guess, but like it's... There's other ways to froth up milk. Froth I, up milk. But... but, but... But I'm what I'm saying is it's a huge device, it's which just basically I might as well just persevere with a cafetiere now. Yeah, it sounds like you're looking for a reason to get rid of this machine. To be <laughs> if honest, I'm honest. Becky's been looking for a reason to get rid of it for months. Ah, uh, no. Well, Replaced now we've got it, to the though, crux of it. The space on the bed. It's already lost its bench space though. Because oh well, the there we go. Then. Ninja that I got for Christmas. Oh well, uh, hello. It's absolutely brilliant. Like, I love that. What have you been? Uh, what have oh, you been uh, using it for? Oh, God, like I made did a stir fry the other day, and uh, I made like sauce, and I, it was amazing. Like I, I, honestly, it was incredible. 
like the 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 my fl- <laughs> the flavors were amazing. <laughs> they're like ginger and lemon, uh, not lemon, ginger, garlic, and a bit of lemongrass in there. Some chilies. Lovely. Uh, oh, lovely. Really good. But but yeah, that, that was fantastic. But well, followers of my Instagram will know that I've been attempting to do Veggie January as well. Yeah. Um, and all was going well until Sunday. Because I've well. I, <laughs> Uh, what happened? Far too much to drink on Saturday night, and uh, <clears throat> forgot and ordered a McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> oh, oh! So it wasn't even on the night; it was on the morning that you did yeah, it. Yeah, I was really hungover. Yeah, if you're hungover, that's gonna that's gonna make you forget. To be fair, what did? But McDonald's breakfast. That if you're gonna break it, like at least go out with a bang. Like you've you've done well. You, at least you've done it properly. Like you've not accidentally had a bite of a sausage roll or something I, like that. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like. I did actually. That's how my previous veggie January ended. So I did it. <laughs> I did it uh, last year or the year before, and uh, uh, I forgot. And I had a Scotch egg at work. <laughs> fantastic! That is that's a terrible way to go out. <laughs> like a really sad Scotch egg from Morrison's. Like not like. Oh, like a... that's a have a word moment. Actually, that <laughs> oh, yeah. like have a word with uh, yourself. Um, what a segue! Shall we? Shall we do our have a word of the week? Yeah, it's a good one. It's a one that you might have seen floating around on Twitter. Um, it involves Kettering Town and <laughs> Leamington FC. So Leamington FC were playing Kettering M. I believe it was in the yeah, it was in the FA Trophy. Yeah, and he said the FA Cup there because I've got that on the brain. But it was the FA Trophy. Um, it ended <laughs> with um, three nil with Kettering being three nil down and down to eight men. So oh, straight away we've got we've got a bit of have a word yeah. like going on there but it, it gets better than that because the Kettering captain Michael McGrath was sent off um, apparently I'd, I've not seen the footage the, the BBC report says who appeared to tap the referee's chest whereas the, the Leamington official Twitter described it as for hitting the ref and bad language has absolutely lost it which we can only endorse really the losing it side can't we Matthew <laughs> That's just like any vo- any form of losing it is like, like it's just the it's the way it's phrased and saying it out like, like it's very funny like it's objectively funny. It's objectively yeah. really funny. Oh, you've lost! Like I've lost it. Like it's just funny. <laughs> I've lost it, so I'm going to deck the referee <laughs> and tell him. I'm presuming he told him to fuck off or I something like so. that as well. He will have told him to fuck off, and there'll have been other the profanities involved. Oh yeah, you would hope so. Well, the next tweet from from Leamington uh, <laughs> said about McGrath uh, about the situation that was, that was uh, unfolding with their opponents. The home changing room door has taken a beating as well. We can hear it on the other side of the ground. Wow, never seen anything like that before, and I don't really know what to say. Never seen anything like that before. This is the official club account. I know fair enough they're a non-league side, but that's a verified Twitter account. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. The do- like, just it's like village cricket. Like yeah. when someone gets out, well, I used to play it, and I well frequently used to get out, and uh, like you'd just you'd be sitting outside, and you'd just hear like the door flying into yeah. the wall, like someone hitting something with a bat. It's very much like that, isn't it? It's very Sunday League, very absolutely like, this is the FA Trophy, which is you know the decent competition. The, the, well, it's the the non league flagship isn't it or is it yeah yeah absolutely absolutely 
Um, to, to, to day out at Wembley, you know? Well, yeah. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I, I, love, I love that. The, the, well, take, take the thing that is, on the fucking draw as well. Like. It gets better, though. That's the thing. The next tweet from <laughs> Livingdon was, McGrath has just decided to try and re-enter the pitch. That's when you know you've lost it. So <laughs> you've I've been really sent off. It. Let's just recap. He's been sent off. He's allegedly attacked the referee. Or, you know, he's, he's, he's at least laid hands the on the referee. <laughs> he's, he's told him to fuck off. Um, the door, the home changing room door, is taken a beating in Lemington uh, FC's so Twitter weird. admin's words. And then he's like, thought, no, no, I'm going to try and either resolve this or make matters much worse. <laughs> How is he going to resolve it by entering the pitch again? How did he is he that- like... It's like when you're pissed. Like, we've all been, like, <laughs> thrown out of a nightclub, haven't we? When we're a bit yeah. pissed. And, you know, maybe, like, no, not yeah. necessarily, like, being, like, violent or anything like that, but you've just acted yourself being a bit. Being a and, dick. Yeah, being a bit of a dick. Maybe a bit of mouth enough, but nothing, <laughs> like, severe. And the bouncers, maybe sometimes for your own safety, to be fair, yeah. thought, right, let's it's come quite on, often, uh, Look, lads. This is for the best. You, you know yourself. Yeah. You know yourself. yeah. <laughs> but then you think in your pissed mind, where you get very reasonable, <laughs> you think, I can smooth this up. <laughs> I'm a silver-tongued cavalier. <laughs> and you just come back and be like, I'm, I'm really sorry, lads, for the way I've behaved. Look, mate. Uh, listen, I was out of order, and I know, I know it's got a bit much in that. I just let us come out. You want one more drink? There'll be no bother. And then, and then, and then, that's when you get into trouble, isn't it? That's when yes, it's like, that's right, when like, I've told you. Now fuck off. <laughs> and that's usually when you will sober up a bit and be like, "All right, Joe. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> to be honest, I forgot about my own personality. <laughs> um, but that's kind of what happened to McGrath, actually, because the tweet continues. Unluckily <laughs> for him, there are stewards by there, and he is now be now. It says now behind escorted, now being, I think they mean, now being escorted to the stand behind the goal with two poppies directors. Never seen anything like this ever before. Behind the goal is... <laughs> just f- sensational and again you would be forgiven for thinking that was it oh, yeah. then the next tweet yeah. from Lemmington <laughs> the lights have just gone out dot 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 oh no <laughs> he did that didn't he he's around the well, back he's around the back in the power in the power supply undoing all the cables and that you say that Matthew you say that because obviously this is non-league where a lot of the players are part-time yeah someone has found Michael McGrath's LinkedIn and he's a fucking electrician of course he is in the based like in the based in Greater Manchester you know it's it's, it's oh, possible man. it's possible not like too much of a, of a stretch um, yeah so the, the conspiracy theory now is that he has fully lost it <laughs> even more with his team down to eight men and thought well this isn't going to get any better so I'm going to double down on this I'm going to make it infinitely oh, worse and fuck up the electrics hey my god I love him can we sign him? Do you think? Can Sunderland sign him? I hope so. Oh my you god, that's amazing! Do you so. want to know um, something amazing about that as well? That game, please, please. So it was obviously halted because of flood life early for two hours, so the game finished. Two hours. The game finished at like twenty past eleven. Jeez. Well, it was switched from the other ground because this was deemed to have better facilities. <laughs> <laughs> facilities that are easier to tamper with just like 
<laughs> like the people who made that decision when the floodlights went, it was like, oh, for Oh, oh that's sensational. That is absolutely sensational. Um, that could have been best ever, to be honest, but the behaviour is just the too behavior's... perfectly yeah, you've, have um... a word, isn't it? You've yeah. got to... You... Yeah, yeah, you've got, and, and to be honest, there's just too much competition for best ever for this week. So that's a reason why um, Kettering, Lemmington, Mount McGrath had to become our have a word of the week. Um, a lot of competition for best ever this week, as as I was saying, Matthew. Um, the initially last weekend, I thought maybe Ndombele because that that lovely goal oh, nice he scored goal. for Tottenham against um, against Sheffield United. Lovely finish, like. Didn't even look at the goal and Dombele at all. Just eye on the ball, knew where it was, and just, oh, gorgeous. So a little mention for that, but I'm more in uh, League Two goalkeepers, breaking world records, <laughs> scoring directly from goal kicks, to be honest, Matthew. Have you seen this? I have seen this. I have, and well. Well, the, the, the name Tom King, it might not have meant anything to us before this week, but he is now in the Guinness Book of World Records. He has scored the um, the longest goal ever in a competitive football match. The 25-year-old at the Johnny Rocks Stadium oh. <laughs> as well. Love a bit of that. Um, built the ball up, the wind caught it a little bit. And it sailed over the Cheltenham goalkeeper, Josh Griffiths, at a distance of 96.01 metres. Do you know who held the record before Tom <laughs> King, Matthew? Um, I don't know. Well, I presume a goalkeeper. Um, you are, ben, you're on the right lines with a goalkeeper. Ben Foster. Not Ben Foster. You, you're sort of in the right kind of era, though. It's uh, it's Asmir Begovic, well, the well, Stoke against Southampton. Yeah, similar. Again, the wind sort of catching it as well at the, at the Britannia Stadium. Who'd have thought? It's the, the bounce, the isn't it? Like you see the like you, if you, if you're the you're the goalkeeper on the other end, you must see the bounce and you'll know when it hit, hit the floor and you'll think, oh shit. Like, I'm, you can and, see it and, almost, and, can't and you? At that point, there's nothing. There is nothing you can do about it. And it's so funny because, like, the backpedal, like, the panic, they just disarray, like, their life has just been plunged into chaos by this ball that has taken an, un- <laughs> an unpredictable bounce. And it's going to go, and you must think at that point, my career is over as it sails over your head. <laughs> Like Cheltenham as well are playing Man City this weekend. That's probably what he was thinking. He was probably thinking, oh, well, there's me at the City game. <laughs> He's like, oh, for fuck's sake. I'm, I'm definitely not going to catch Pep Guardiola's eye now, or he is, but for the wrong reasons, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. City were going to, yeah. Um, just on that, goalkeepers and uh, and Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. There's something that I've just remembered. I meant to mention it to you earlier, but you'll probably enjoy this. So not Manchester great. City have been involved in a, a bit of a wrangle with Derby. Because okay. um, they want to buy Scott Carson. No way! It's finally happening! <laughs> well, Derby won't allow it because Derby needed the £500,000 loan fee in order to pay some wages this month. Oh, my goodness. So City wanted to have him on a free transfer or, like, for a nominal fee, and uh, they won't negotiate with him, so they want to buy it. <laughs> they want to buy Scott despite They've had him on loan for two years. From Derby County, <laughs> the richest football club in the world, cannot afford to buy 36-year-old Scott Carson from Derby. There's a, a, the biggest transfer saga of the January transfer yeah. window of 2021 is Man City trying to tie up 
third choice goalkeeper, thirty-six-year-old yeah. Scott I think Carson. He's 36. He'd be in that ballpark. Around about. Let's just let's it, just go. Really with it. funny. I was reading the article. I can't remember where it was, but it was like filled with uh, Carson arrived on loan initially in two thousand and nineteen. He is yet to make a competitive appearance for the club. <laughs> However, other goalkeepers, Edison and um, the other fella have really enjoyed working with him and have built a good relationship. Nice. So, well, so they're go. buying him, basically, as a friend for the other goalkeeper. <laughs> well, That's well, kind of the not. job, isn't it? Yeah. It's so good. Like You just imagine City, like City are fuming because Derby won't like, open negotiations with him. <laughs> but imagine if you said to Scott Carson in the year 2007, when he had that nightmare for England, yeah. which was his England debut, I think. We, I think we spoke about that game yeah. on one of the... One of the Maybe early the first features. episode, yeah, 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 first or second. Um, when he had that nightmare for England against Croatia, which meant England didn't qualify for Euro 2008. Don't worry, Scott. Towards the end of your career, which, you know, goalkeepers now playing to 36, or whatever, mm. that's not too unusual, especially at a high level, given, you know, footballers keeping themselves in better shape. Goalkeeper obviously lends itself to that. But don't worry, Scott. When you're in the twilight of your career, you're going to Manchester City, who at this point are Premier League champions, mm-hmm. pushing for trying to get a Champions League win, got arguably the best coach in the world. They are going to be battling for your signature on a permanent basis. Imagine if he'd been told that then. He wouldn't have believed it. He wouldn't have. I mean, he's uh, he's just turned 30, he's turned 35 in se- September. And Pep Guardiola... Plenty of years left then. Well, Pep Guardiola said, uh, well, it, the headline here on Sky Sports, Manchester City, yeah, I knew Scott Carson deal. Pep Guardiola says, goalkeeper is like a captain. One keeper who is so potent for us is Scott Carson. He's like our captain behind the scenes, like like Fernandinho. He's wow. Not, he's not noticed by the papers. He's not noticed on the field because he's the third keeper. But in the locker room, he's another captain. There you go. Fair play. High Absolutely fair play. Indeed. Four. Well, there's, we haven't done Random Player of the Week for a while, so there's Random Player of the Week is Scott Carson. Um, it's, not the, it's a goalkeeper, but not the one who's broken a world record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But fair play to Tom King, nonetheless. Sorry, Tom King. Uh, I just wanted to delve into that as well. So sorry about oh, ruining, taking be, the shine well, off your best ever. Well, he should, he should, he should work harder, shouldn't he? He well, should he get should to, to Scott further, Carson's level, shouldn't he? Exactly, exactly. Um, actually, let's stick with goalkeepers for a quick second because um, we got a tweet in from Daryl Gray um, who sent us a, a great clip of Ibar goalkeeper yes. Marko Dramitrovic scoring a penalty. Love to see a goalkeeper scoring a penalty, don't we? Took goalkeeper a, scoring, but a penalty especially. Took it with a plum, didn't he, as well? He, Buried it, yeah, past... Um, oh, what's the Atletico goal, goalkeeper called as well? One of the best keepers in the world. Um, I've told you... Um, yeah. This really fits in with this pod, doesn't it? One of the best goalkeepers in the I world. Think it's, um, is it Black. Scott, Scott Carson? No, he's... Um, Atletico <laughs> are battling for his signature, <laughs> though, as well. He really, he really did kick it like a goalkeeper, didn't he? Oh, he did. It's just funny seeing a, a run-up with, um, yeah. with someone wearing glo- goalkeeper yeah, gloves. <laughs> I know that's a really basic thing to say, but objectively, really, really Wish funny. Um, that's that is what he's called, though, isn't it? All black. All black. Yeah. Jan. 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 All black. Um. Yes. Let's say that. Well. Um. The, but so, Daryl followed on with uh, this. Well, did, oh, sorry, Matthew. No, no, ahead. it's fine. It's, go on. You carry on. It may it may well be what you were going to say. Oh well, you continue then, and we'll see. Well, I was going to say that he, the reason he took the penalty. Yes, yes, right, go well, ahead. Well, he, the, so they missed their last three, I think, 
in a row. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So he told his teammates that he could do better and he was going to take the next penalty. And he did. So. He did. <laughs> I don't actually know what the final score was in the game because I think that put them um, 1-0 up. It did put them 1-0 up. Unfortunately, they got beat 2-1. Whoa. Luis Suarez scored a penalty in the 89th Great. minute. I wonder if, because oh. I, I think that was in the 12th minute, his goal. It was, correct. I wonder if that's the earliest goal scored by a goalkeeper. Oh, what a shout. Um, I'll tell you who, well, the goalkeeper who's probably most likely to rival that is um, Shilliver, who used to have Paraguay. Um, I can't remember who his club career was, oh, but can you yeah, remember him? Like in the yeah, he took free kicks and penalty. He would take a free kick and then just sprint back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. always great to see. I remember a commentator once said he sprints back to his line like a man being chased by a lion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. I've hit the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Who let this out? Oh, aye, it was me. I sacked I. <laughs> just, like, just like the image of like this goalkeeper floundering because he's fucked a free kick up. As the top position go 4 nil up. Well, maybe, do you think that's why he maybe scored so many free kicks? Because he would always have to risk it going over the bar. Or, yeah. like, he, he wouldn't be able to risk it hitting the wall, would he? Oh, like, he'd always have to be putting too much on it rather than yeah. not enough. So, maybe that sort of, that brave attitude sort of, sort of worked for him. Honey, I've yeah. got to fucking help. It's like being in the cube. Who <laughs> <laughs> would have thought? Asking the referee to simplify. Game. No, no. Can yeah, I move the wall? No, 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 you can't. You can't. Um, well, something I did nearly make it into our best ever, which is also sent in by Daryl Gray. Um, Daryl Gray getting a producer credit for this week, sending Exciting. us so much content. Um, was Dean Smith? Maybe we could put a poll up actually saying what what is best ever? Is it Tom King or is it Dean Smith? Because uh, we had a little tirade <laughs> oh. referee John Moss, didn't he, Matthew? I was laughing quite a lot at this. Um, <laughs> very enjoyable Dean Smith you know quite a mild mannered man you would you know yeah, very yeah, quite yeah. in the ballpark of just a man oh he's definitely he's Premier League the managers most, goal. that's what I was going to say yeah I think as out of the Premier League managers he is the most just a man Chris Wilder maybe very, rivaling him quite, on that. yeah but I could imagine Wilder doing this more though Wilder more yeah, of a yeah he's of more a, fiery more of a da vibe like yes. an angry da yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that Dean is true. Smith losing it a bit. He, he did lose it a little bit, a bit like mm. Michael McGrath. Uh, um, so he had a he had a bit of a, a to do with John Moss because I don't know if if people have seen the Aston Villa versus Man City. I'm presuming you've at least seen the highlights. Mm. Bit of a funny um, was he offside? Was he not offside? Goal that um, caught out Tyrone Mings. He was of offside. Aston Villa. Like I think it, it's so strange, isn't it? Like I, I still can't make my mind up on this because. Mings is obviously being a bit more relaxed about that because mm. he's defending against that player still, isn't he? Yeah. But then he still Mings needs to contra- just clear it. Like just clear it. But he, which Mings has said actually, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He came fair. out and he, and he said, but you can understand why Villa was so. No, I didn't see the game because you know BT Sport. But we, um, <laughs> I did see the highlights, and by all accounts, Villa were impressive again. Yeah, home. yeah. Well, only losing two um, 0 to to Man City, you know, it's it's fair enough. But Dean Smith was not happy no, about this goal. Um, if anyone's listening with any children, maybe cover their ears or you know skip through this bit or pause it, get them out of the room because uh, this goal's a bit top shelf. Because Dean Smith said, shouting to the referee, <laughs> "Offside, you dozy cunt." <laughs> 
So, to be fair to John Moss, after this, he just booked him. He yeah. didn't send him off. And he, and he said to him that offside rules were applied correctly. Mm. But then Dean Smith fully loses it by saying, and this is just so playground, it's so fantastic. Allegedly, this is according to Sky Sports. Well, the laws of nature weren't applied correctly to your head. You look like a turnip. <laughs> and even after that, John Moss said one more word and you're gone. So he's obviously fully lost it and oh, kept going yeah. after that. But might he, as well double down, though. He might as well. I mean, I, was, I love that. That's great. I read it. He, he was on Twitter earlier, Smith, um, in an interview with him. He's reluctantly accepted the charge. <laughs> so I think you. I don't think you've got a choice, mate. Really, <laughs> you know. No, you don't. You've you've got to you've got to accept that. But yeah, so that that's that's uh, maybe it's a joint best ever this week because that's absolutely fantastic. But it's also a have a word, and it's also it's not a write off, but it's a, it's a no, bit it's of a not a write off. But word. it is very much like yeah, very much the Gaza sticker, isn't it? The, the Linux, yes. It, oh, absolutely, the the Linux Gaza sticker. Um, speaking of managers, um, actually having a bit of a go at each other. Did you enjoy Jurgen Klopp and Sean yes. Dyche having a bit of a, a to do in the tunnel at uh, half time yesterday at Anfield? Um, watched that game. It was like about absolutely nothing as well. Like the yeah, it was really strange, wasn't it? it was like nothing really happened, and then the next thing you know. Because they'd already gone down the tunnel, so the next thing you know, it's all kicking off, and you watch the replay. It went to VAR, and then I think they kept checking it more out of embarrassment, I think, because it had been yeah. referred to them, and they were like, "Well, what, what we check in here? <laughs> yeah, um, what's the point of it?" <laughs> um, but yeah, it was that was that was nice to see. It was nice. J- Daesh afterward, Daesh actually at the time was kind of looking at Klopp like, "What, what? Are you about me? Like, yeah. calm down." Like, yeah, no. and then. And then after the game, Dice was like, eh, it's just kind of what goes on in yeah. football. Well, it's, it's, it's nothing. Oh, fair play to them. It's a, it's a massive win for them. And, you know, they've not not been brilliant this season. First time they've won at Anfield in about thousands yeah, thousand since football years. was invented. Um, Ashley Barnes putting that penalty away quite nicely. Really funny to see. A couple of good saves from Nick Pope as well. So, you know, he was uh, Pope. Um, yeah, really good save at his. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's Liverpool's first home defeat for nearly four years in the league. Is this the end of Klopp? You know, this is what he, he's happened with Dortmund, didn't it? Like, are, well, we, are we writing off Jurgen Klopp? <laughs> my God, what a statement. What a new I think we dick. could. I think we could. They haven't scored for four games. Five games, could be five games. They haven't scored. They haven't won in five. Um, it's it's definitely yeah because when they didn't score against Man United everyone was saying it's three three well, games in a row right, so that four games then um, yeah Man United was their game before that wasn't it so yeah 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 um, yeah so it, he does look a bit rattled constantly he's always got that side but he does oh, look yeah. like very very easy to wind up at the minute like Sean Dice did nothing apart from just be there and he was fuming yeah yeah um, yeah, the nearest possible person was always going to get the brunt of that, weren't they? Yeah, and they play Man United again on Sunday, of course. So we'll see. I know. Which after after last Sunday's uh, encounter between them two, it's on it's it's on Sunday again, isn't it? Five um, o'clock. In the FA but Cup. but I have some optimism because okay. the league game between Man United and Man City was, of course, very similar to that game. Yes, yes. Last night, and then they played each other soon after in the. League Cup semi-final it was an excellent game so 
okay, fair enough. Nice and positive. Well, we'll go to the break on that little bit of positivity. When we come back, we've still got we've still got to write someone off. Um, we'll look ahead to some more FA Cup fixtures, and Matthew's got a special tournament he wants to talk about <laughs> as well. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the From the Services podcast. Before we continue and write someone off, we, as always, would like to remind you to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk and use our discount code Best Ever 10. That'll get you 10% off all the garms you could dream of. And you can also go to portbeerhouse.com and use our discount code FTT Fiver, and that'll get you £5 off when you spend £25 or more on some lovely, lovely beers. Um, producer Rick has uh, been to, to Port Beer House, did this, did this very thing, ordered off there, used the discount code, and I think Matty said the beers are ready like, to pick up within like two hours of ordering or something like that. It's like amazing service, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it is. It's great. I mean, obviously, things are short, aren't they? So it's like a really... Obviously, you can't go in and browse, but to do the click and collect thing, that's that's excellent service, of course. Yeah. No, we would expect nothing less, of course. Oh, absolutely not. Not from from, from lovely Gerard, of course. And um, worth always keeping an eye on the Poppy House Instagram because they're always posting stuff on there that they've got new in as well. Um, so and you can just sometimes drop them a message as well and ask them to sort something out and then they'll put it on the web, blah, 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 put it on the website. Um, but yes, poppyhouse.com and that discount code is FTT Fiverr and from the terraces.co.uk, that discount code is best ever. 10. Um, shall we write someone off, Matthew, before we talk about yeah, um, we? The, the tournament that you're itching to talk really about? I'm really excited. <laughs> we oh, got we write tweet... somebody off so I can talk about this. <laughs> we got a tweet <laughs> from Gary Deans asking us um, if we were accepting Have a Word nominations. We are always accepting Have a Word nominations, but we've moved this to write off instead. Um, but yes, we're always accepting nominations for write off, best ever, Have a Word. So at Terrace's podcast, you can always tweet in your suggestions. Um, does does the work for us, really, if yeah. nothing else, doesn't it, Matthew? Saves, us <laughs> Saves my tiny brain trying to think of anything. <laughs> sometimes we're light on content this week we haven't been actually but some weeks we are <laughs> we do much of argue would have been nice if football could have spread things out a little bit Hello. but you know it's a, it makes for a good episode, if nothing else. Um, so, yeah, Gary tweeted us saying, please go look at the utter mess Roma were last night. This was a couple oh, of days boy. ago. Um, as, as Gary put it, there were two down, back to 2-2. Two, two, um, so 2-0 two down, back to 2-2, two, two, went extra time. They had two men sent off within a minute of the restart, and then they went to make their sixth substitution. But Gary says they weren't allowed to. I've been reading about this. I think it seems like they did actually, that they were allowed to make the substitution. Yeah, but now they're being investigated for making the substitution, apparently. Well, you say investigated, Matthew. I saw on Football Italia just before mm. we started recording. So they did get beat, Roma. They lost um, four to, to Spezia, I think that's pronounced. Um, but it's now been changed to a 3-0 defeat because yeah. of the of the substitution. But to, to take you through the game in, in a bit more a bit more detail, um, I've got a report from ESPN. Hey, I don't mind plugging ESPN. They don't need Ooh. it. Um, so the, the manager, Paolo, Fonseca said he was unaware of a substitutions mix-up in their Coppa Italia defeat after making six changes after when only five were allowed. But you're the manager, Paolo. Surely it's 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 not difficult to keep on top of how many substitutions you've made. Right, during the game, right, what does the manager have to do? 
He has Let to shout, shout, and make substitutions. So, fifty percent—a bit like my coffee machine. Fifty percent of the manager there is broken. <laughs> yeah, and um, the sixth change happened. It did happen in extra time um, when they brought on Ibanez for for Pedro, of course, formerly of, of Chelsea and of Barcelona. Um, and as, as, as the tweet uh, from Gary earlier said, Roma, who already received two red cards in the space of two minutes, were beaten four two in extra time. Um, Fonseca did elaborate on it a little bit, saying if there was a problem. If there was a problem that I honestly didn't know about, we'll discuss it internally. It's like, well, no. Like, it's on you, there needs mate. to be answers. It's on you, this, mate, really. Like, <laughs> there's not like, really anyone else to look at but yourself, is there? And I mean, no. to be fair, one of the players could have gone, actually, mate, I think we've made it over substitution. Because, think... <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, if you're on the bench, like, you played Sunday League, <laughs> you'd be like, Oh, they haven't got any changes left. I'm not going. I might as well go on. So, like the player oh. should have gone. Well, what? You, I can't go on. Yeah, he can't go on. But he, but he gone. But he has gone. It's a good job that that they did lose, really, because like they would have been out anyway. Like they've got four yeah. two turn to a three nil. Funnier if which, they'd won. Oh, I imagine if they'd won, especially given the sendings off as well. But the reason that they're written off and it's not just have a word is because this came just four days after they lost 3-0 to Lazio, which is obviously one of the biggest derbies in Italy, one of the biggest derbies in the world. So this is a Roma truly written off. I watched it. I watched that game last Friday night. All right, take us Um, through it then. Give us your report. They were shocking. Honestly, (laughs) they were awful. The, um, I think it was 2 0 at half time. And they just, uh, like, Lazio went 1 0 up after like, a few minutes. And their second goal, well, it was a, I think it might have been a, oh, like, they, they, went, they, they thought they were going to get a penalty. Right. They appealed for a penalty, but then just scored anyway. Like, <laughs> the, uh, Roma were horrendous. It's so bad. Like, it's still, um, there was a real throwback in, uh, I think in the Lazio team, uh, okay. Lu- Lucas Leva was playing. Oh, I didn't know he was still still about. Oh, it was nice to see. Yeah, how old is he now? He's, Jeez, he's he's fifty six now. Fair so, play, he must be in good play. nick playing at that age. So he looked in looked in good nick as well for fifty six. Yeah, uh, Cheryl Immobile as well scoring. Um, formerly of of, of Dortmund Immobile. as well. Um, yeah, wasn't he the top scorer? Wasn't didn't he get the European Golden Boot last season? Actually? You're asking the wrong person here. I think I think I think he had quite a good season last season for some reason. I don't know why I've got that. I'm probably wrong, um, but yeah, Roma are, are well and truly written off. What a terrible week! Making six substitutions, he got five. That's just absolutely Might horrific. Well, liquidate so, them. Well, agree, absolutely. Um, thanks to Gary Deans for sending that in. Um, if you do have any nominations for next week for Have a Word of the Week, Right Off the Week, or Best Ever of the Week, do tweet us at Terraces Podcast. But we're going to press on now, Matthew, because mm. you've got, as I trailed there as we went into the break, a very special tournament you would like to talk about. Well, on from the Terraces Podcast, we've spoken about <laughs> various tournaments. You know, we've spoken about World Cups, we've spoken about... yeah. European Championships, um, Copa America has been mentioned, African Nations Cups. Yes. So what does yeah. he want to talk about, you may be asking yourself now. Well, I want to talk about the 2011 Nations Cup 
between. It's the one everyone wants to hear about. It is. Consisting of the Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales. Known, of course, famously as the Carling Nations Cup. All right, sponsorship okay. reasons. <laughs> so this, the, the very concept of this tournament, obviously there used to be the home nations con- uh, competitions. Yeah, yeah. Between England, Scotland, whatever. But there'd been none of this for years, and then it was called. Though I should, I, I do remember actually quite quite a lot that people were saying, "Oh, the home nation should return." You know, it's it's something that should happen, and whatever. So this was mooted as a return um, when no British side qualified for Euro 2008, <laughs> which is just pathetic, isn't it? Really. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so let's have our own competition then. Well, no, like beer. So anyway, <laughs> it didn't happen then. It happened in obviously 2011. It was going to be sponsored. It was announced in 2010 that it was going to be sponsored by Carling. Big build up then. And a second tournament was it was provisionally scheduled to take place in Wales in 2013. We're more on that later. But, yeah. <laughs> oh no, we'll get the there. case we'll maybe. Yeah. They were all played in the newly well. The, the Aviva Stadium had just been built, hadn't it? Replacing. Uh, Lansdowne Road is, is yes, Ireland's national ground, which has a capacity of about 50,000, I think. Quite a big, big state. I, I love that, just as a side, I really like that stand. I really like how it like fits in, and it's the tiny stand behind the goal. Yeah, it it's because really it's, it's cool. like... It's built like within houses, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Which is like quite unusual for a for for a new ground. Yeah, so it's like massive on all three on the three other sides. There's like a row of houses, so there's like a single tiered stand. Well, it works as an away end because that's what they tend to use it for. Yeah, don't they? Like, great. It makes sense. Good atmosphere as well in there, you'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to be honest, the games were fairly uneventful. Um, <laughs> opening game: Republic of Ireland beat Wales three nil. Right, boring, uh, boring. Um, Northern Ireland lost three nil to Scotland. You know. There are lots of just men being called up for this t- these teams, though. Like, okay. Well, Chris Maguire played for Scotland. Oh, <laughs> lovely mention for the, for the king. For Sunderland's Chris Maguire. Yeah, yeah. So then the Republic of Ireland played Northern Ireland. Um, so this was... The, the, the whole tournament is shrouded in just... It was a disaster of a tournament. <laughs> what lot, went so wrong? Well, a lot of this was around the time when a lot of the Northern Ireland youth players and younger players were just fucking off, basically, and playing for the Republic. <laughs> right. So like James McLean. Yeah. So it was. Bo- so the, the boycott of the game, basically. So there was like two hundred Northern Ireland fans there. <laughs> in the attendance of. Wait, you 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 would associate a game of, you know. The two islands playing each other to be packed. You'd, you'd you would think, yeah. So the attendance yeah. was fifteen thousand, which is wow. pathetic, really. And I That's know it's terrible. a joke competition, but even for a friendly, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd, international like, friendlies like tend to get people coming out. Especially like, was this tournament in the summer? It was well? in July, I believe. Yeah. So no, you know, sorry, just... no, it was in May. But even so, like bank holiday weekend in May, it was. So. Oh well, come on. So yeah, so like the attendances get no better. So Wales, so that anyway, the Republic of Ireland beat Northern Ireland five nil. Um, wow, Rob, Robbie Keane with a brace there. Adam Thompson famously sent off for Northern Ireland. <laughs> uh, whoever he is, I was going to say yeah, I remember that. Well. 
<laughs> so, uh, there are lots of Sunderland uh, connections in this these squads because Wales lost three one at home. At home, <laughs> Wales lost three one to Scotland. Um, okay, I'm I'm going to try and guess some of the the Sunderland connections. Is your friend of mine Danny Collins? Is he involved? He, in yeah, there? friend. He wasn't in this game, but he did play in Wales' opening game. Okay. Um, oh, who else around that time? Stick with um, defenders. Stick with defenders. Stick with and def- I, Lewin, L- Lewin no, not in this. I mean, I can't be bothered to go through the other games, but I'm looking at this particular game now. Um, stick with defenders uh, that I bizarrely defended. Um, for, that for, you uh, bizarrely defended. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Adam Matthews. Was, oh, uh, of course, Adam Matthews. Yes, and, I should have got that. Um, another substitute in that game was uh, David Vaughan. Oh yeah, I should have got that. Well, he's that's when he, he signed for Sunderland in 2011. If I remember it was, rightly, I think actually Wales's first game in this tournament was Gary Speed's first game in charge. Oh right, okay. Uh, Wales, uh, yeah. So lots of you know Wales lost to Scotland. They beat Northern Ireland two 0 Um, Carl Winchester, of course, making his international <laughs> debut. His <laughs> only um, is it his only cap as well? His only cap, and he was a Carl Winchester, of course, signed by Sunderland recently to bolster our midfield options. Um, off your deal. Came on for Robert Garrett in the seventy fifth minute, and that is his only international appearance, and he was never seen again. But but surely at least it was in front of a, a huge crowd, Matthew. Well, you you would think that you know with it being a an international tournament, you know, late spring, early summer, and the home nations, you know, there's no other major tournament that summer. Would yeah. you you'd be thinking, well, it, it, Ireland. Not obviously the Republic of Ireland aren't in this game, but you'd think, wow, thousands. You would expect thousands. 529 attended that game. <laughs> so, like, you would expect Wales fans to at least be travelling over for a piss-up, if nothing else. Yeah. Or, um, you know, it's it's not far for Northern Ireland fans to travel. Again, yeah. for, for a drink, or you've got neutral, like, let's just go and watch a bit I of mean, football. Even if, even if, I know they've boycotted it, but, like, it's something to do, isn't it? You'd expect at least the ground to be a third well, full. So, before we get on to the, the final of the competition. Oh, um, the big oh, one. Whoa. The, uh, <laughs> the game between Wales and Northern Ireland obviously was attended by a measly 529 fans. Just Many incredible. of who were Scotland fans who happened to be in Dublin anyway. <laughs> Just anyway. Because they were playing Ireland two days later. Yeah. So there were basically no actual fans to see Carl Winchester's only cap for his country. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> so it was just full of people in the, fi- the 51,700 capacity of Viva Stadium. 529 fans. None of who cared. No, oh, no, absolutely not. So, well, yeah, why would you? Well, Ireland did beat Scotland um, to win it. They won all games and didn't concede any goals, to be fair. Northern Ireland didn't score any goals. <laughs> uh, top scorer is Robbie Keane. Um, How many goals? Three. <laughs> <laughs> three. Uh, so, yeah, um, Gary Speed was fuming because uh, Wales's games were played within three days of each other. Um, oh, fair enough, actually. And he was booting off about the refereeing against Scotland. So, Sounds very well organised, this well, tournament, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it was very well organised and not very well respected because there was lots of sectarianism going on. Um, 
the Northern Ireland fans who did make it apparently booed national anthems and blah blah blah. Or um, <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, this was this um, tournament was catastrophic, but also now my favourite ever tournament. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and if anyone, if anyone's got a tournament that can rival that as well, if anyone has a worse us. tournament than this, because. I think what really makes this is the years of like planning and ideas and we need to bring yeah. this back and it resulted in this. And then, so obviously we, we heard earlier about the plans for the 2013 <laughs> uh, one, in, one in Wales, but uh, no, no, no tournaments happened. Because um, I feel like this tournament would have been planned and the idea would have been if this goes well and gets mm. off the ground, then it's a good foundation. It, it, we can say, look, there's an interest for these teams yeah. playing each well, other. England we can bring the home even... nations in. We can bring England into well, it. England that, that will... But 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 England would be if that went well, England would probably go. All yeah. oh, right, yeah, okay. Like you know, even just to like give some other players like some caps, test some stuff out, like, yeah. and that would bring you know, not to sound too arrogant about it, but you know, England are especially at that time were probably the the best uh, yeah. of those sides in, in terms of, even just in terms of the individuals that would be playing. So, you know, that would give it a bit something else. And then you have games that have been attended <laughs> by less than a thousand people. Well, <laughs> 1% of the ground or something filled. Well, well <laughs> England uh, boycotted this because of fixture congestion. What? Yeah. What fixture congestion just, well, did they have? cancel your friendlies then. Yeah, <laughs> go and do this. It sounds way more uh, fun. Yeah, so, well, anyway, in 2012, Jim Shaw, the then president of the Irish Football Association, said, no shit, Sherlock, that he didn't envisage a second tournament being staged. <laughs> oh, I love that. But, uh, very uh, very uh, FAI way of approaching that. Um, he didn't really say no shit, Sherlock. I just, I just added that oh, bit in. But, um, it says everything how believable <laughs> that was, though. But, I mean, what a tournament. What, I just... Utterly fantastic. Uh, Utterly a, fantastic. Well, it was brought to my attention earlier. I, I, I think I'd kind of read up on it before as it'd been a disaster, but one of our new signings making his only international appearance in that competition really really hit home, and I really thought, you know, yeah, the listeners need absolutely. to know more about the 2011 Carlin Nations Cup. Could not agree more. If Yeah, if anyone's got a, a tournament that they think can rival that, please tweet us in, at Terrace's Podcast. Um, our fantasy football performance, as you pointed out to me earlier, Matthew, mm. kind of rivaled that. Um, fantasy football, obviously we don't really have any fantasy football this week because the FA Cup, there's just there's one Premier League game, Aston Villa versus Newcastle, but that's actually part of the current game week because um, that game was obviously called off not, not mm. too long ago. But fantasy football this season... Like I know, I think you've just given up. To be fair, haven't you, Matthew? Kind of well, or given up, forgetting. Actually, that's oh that sounded very harsh. Actually, I'm sorry about that. Just keep forgetting. Giving up, giving up generally. <laughs> <laughs> no, just forgetting generally. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> but it's just so difficult to do it this this season. Um, me and Matthew have a head to head league, and you pointed out, Matt, that we drew in the last game. We getting a draw in fantasy football is quite hard to do. We drew twenty twenty each. That's just some sensational stuff, isn't it? Everything about it, really, like managing to draw. Getting just rubbish scores. Twenty points. Like I'm doing. I've it puts it's me just on too 13. high. Sorry, it puts me on thirteen points. 
Oh, okay. Um, oh, I don't know how many I'm on, actually. Uh, about, 40, oh. about 40, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, I'm going to head with my dad as well. I need to improve that. Oh, no, I'm still taller that one, actually. I'm just having a look now. Um, yes, I am on 14. You're on 13. <laughs> um, so oh, my right. record is 13 wins, one draw, four losses. So just reverse that. We actually spoke about the points gap not being too big, but that's opening up now, Matthew. I'm nearly... 100 points ahead of you. I'm 88 points ahead I'm beating at you this the week, moment. Though, I um, let's have a look, actually. Um, I don't have it on my computer, so you'll have to do this. Yeah, I'm just getting it up now. I'm talking to myself, listeners. I'm just talking to um, yourself. Yeah, actually, 55 um, points to you, th- only 35 Aye, to me. Well, so on, I need like hat tricks from Callum Wilson and Jack Grealish uh, in this game tomorrow. No, but Grealish, it's just too hard so. to do fantasy football because mm-hmm. of games getting called off. The game weeks are all weird. Like, like it's just it's, it's impossible. If it, it, fair play to anyone who's managing to do well in it oh. this season, but it's just too hard to. It's a bit weird, if you ask me. Yeah, agree, agree. That's spending too much time doing it. Yeah, well, I've got into it a bit. It's the first time I've done it for a couple of years this year and got quite into it because, like, something to do yeah. as much as anything, <laughs> like, mainly. But because of how a game's getting called off or players are getting more injuries now, they're getting more muscle sort of, like, injuries as well. So transfers are a bit of a nightmare time. So oh, my, my interest waning. But maybe if, like, we can get a bit of momentum back in Premier League fixtures, that'll change us. Uh, but no Premier League fixtures this Matthew uh, this week, Matthew. Before we go, let's rattle through some FA Cup games. We oh, oh. touched on Man United-Liverpool. Um, you think that's going to be an exciting... Well, a, a better game than it was last week. Well, it week. can't be worse. Well, <laughs> it, it can't be worse. That's man. true. Um, I, Chelsea, just think, Luton, I just think it won't be... I, I, the reason I think it won't be worse is because... They're both going for the league, aren't they? And like, it's a bit, it's a bit more carefree. This, and you might like have both sides making some changes yeah. as well, and that can like spice things up a, a little bit. To be fair, um, Chelsea versus Luton as well, chance for a giant kill there, especially with Chelsea not being in the, you know, in the best form at the minute. Mm. Luton might be fancying to, to to put Frank Lampard in the door queue, maybe. Well, they could, you know, they won't like because Chelsea will just win that comfortably. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to say Luton to win two um, one for that one. Where is, that? is it? Chelsea as well. It is a Chelsea. Got, it's a I mean, Bridge. no, like Chelsea will win that five nil. Okay, five nil. Wow. What about what about Cheltenham Man City? That got a little bit of a mention earlier. Um, but. Man, well, you can't. You just can't see an upset there, can you? Well, how are, how are Cheltenham? How are Cheltenham getting on? At well, the it minute, doesn't you know? matter because <laughs> yeah, <it's>, you <laughs> never know. Magic in a cup and all that. <laughs> like Marine were doing quite well, I'm sure, but like, it's just irrelevant. <laughs> Cheltenham, Cheltenham is sixth in League Two, oh, Matthew. Well, what, what, granted well they've not done. won in the last five games in the league, but still, that puts them not that far in places behind the team we support. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's, we would um, lose to Cheltenham Town. Oh, probably. Oh, well, actually, no, maybe on current form, that's the type of team we want to face. Um, Wickham v Spurs, hopefully that's going to be Spurs just turning Wickham yeah, over. I'm sure we so. both agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just yeah. like to see them lose every week. Yes, yes, very, very much. How are they getting on in the championship, yeah, the actually? They're bottom. Wait, oh, oh, at the bottom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are our championship correspondent. Actually. They're bottom. Um, I believe they've got 13 points. You can check that out if you want. Um, oh, they've got 15 points. Uh, that's, um, oh, that's unlucky. Oh, they must Sheffield have drawn Wednesday. last week and got a bonus point. 
Sheffield <laughs> 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 Wednesday still in the relegation zone there, Matthew. Uh, you'll be displeased to know. Um, but to be fair, I said w- Wickham uh, would stay up. So, you know, there's some Yeah, you also there. said Manchester City weren't going to finish in the top four. So That was looking good for a while, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. take not now, though, is it? <laughs> Yeah, but not. But Just it was favourites to win like, the league, though. It's not now, but it's there. It's there. <laughs> I think I said Spurs wouldn't finish in the top six. Actually, mm. as well. they might not. Though I, I mean, the, to be fair, yeah. they lost. They, they should have lost at home to Fulham. Yes, actually, actually Fulham. I Shall didn't we have a little have, bit of a mention. Well, for Fulham? I didn't have them going down, did I? Because I forgot they were in the Premier League. <laughs> but I, Which I had, is fair enough. The best prediction I've ever made is Sheffield United finishing bottom of the league because that is going to happen. Again, I I thought that they just just about have enough. I can't remember who my um, my relegation predictions I think you, were. Did you actually. say Palace? I think I didn't. Palace have been like fine, and Eze has been doing doing yeah, quite well for them. He's good, to be um, fair. But I, I I think I said Palace would finish seventeenth, maybe because I I had them struggling because. They just every time they're on the telly, they just lose. Yeah. Every time I check their result, they've they've lost. Like they lost just to a... Villa, ten men. Villa had ten men for most of the game, and they just got. Yeah, but Villa, bumped. Villa are great this season. Come on, Matthew, you surely yeah. agree with that? Well, as a Aston Villa liker, <laughs> sympathizer, sympathizer. I'm just sympathizing <laughs> with a side from specifically <laughs> the West Midlands. <laughs> my <laughs> predictions for relegation were Palace, Fulham, and West Brom. So I'm, I'm, I'm all right for for three out of two. Um, for, I did say for, Chelsea for would three out of two. For, wow. for, yeah, for three out of two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. You heard us. <laughs> Fully lost it, um, like many people we spoke about in this pod. To be fair, I did lose it with me prediction to win the league, but you also agreed that Chelsea would win the league. Well, so you know, if you do come to the Rotary area later, you'll probably find Rory next to a lamppost turning all the electricity off. <laughs> Trying to look for your coffee machine as well. At the same you can time. have that. It's fucking here. <laughs> I might. Well, no, I don't need one. Well, um, well you're getting it through your window later. I mean, <laughs> you know, well, if you can, fair play. Fair play. Actually, <laughs> yeah, you just have to admire it, really. Just sitting there later. <laughs> no, fair play. <laughs> just, yeah, not even like annoyed or like, don't, don't even get shocked. Just like, oh, fair play. You did well, it. Did well, it. Well, <laughs> Will will Charlie do it against Wolves? Though no. will they see them off? That's happening tonight. By the time Actually, this, this has probably Wolves, already happened. Wolves, uh, you know, they could. I forgot to mention them, but they're not doing very well, are they? Oh no, not as not as well as that as they have been in, in uh, previous seasons. Surely they'll be. You'd think they'd be Charlie though. You would have thought, but you know, where Charlie, the they... well, where the visitor scores first. <laughs> Damn, man. That's really good. good. I like that a lot. Actually, really good. Yeah, Wolves haven't um, in the last five. They've lost three, drawn two. Um, their last game was obviously beat off West, West Brom, Brom yeah. Lo- yeah. local rival. So you know, Charlie, maybe the smell and blood. They are the giant killers. If they can beat Wolves and get into the fifth round, that would be absolutely. They beat Wigan, didn't they? And then they beat some children from Derby, specifically yeah. East Midlands. East Midlands. <laughs> Oh dear me Well if we're laughing at specifically the East Midlands I think it's probably time to get out of here isn't it Matthew I um, think so I'm just going to watch this firework display I've got going on behind me <laughs> No one can see that I, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know how I know, I know how it works mate like, You know how podcasts work 
It's reassuring. Um, well, it is reassuring because that means we'll be back next week to look over hopefully some shocks in the FA Cup and hopefully even more madness. Hopefully this next week in football is just as crazy as this one has been. If you've got any stuff for us to mention on next week's show, the Twitter handle is at Terraces Podcast. Please send us your suggestions. Enjoy football this weekend. Enjoy some beers. Uh, but as ever, thank you very much for listening.